Hello, Void, that I'm going to call listeners. It's Ashani here again. Here's another episode. I'm sorry for the bad sound quality right now, but I promise you the sound quality is better um, for the podcast. I'm just too lazy to get up and switch my AC off and plug in my mic and all of that right now. But I think this is a funny episode, um, so I hope you enjoy and uh, take a shot every time I say so good. Bye. What a discovery. What a discovery. I cannot believe you have kept this away from me for so long. I don't know. I don't go to the trashy Arab music (laughs) video site, which, by the way, is all Arab music videos, by the way. Um, But this this is something else, and it also was funny. It was so good. Okay, so just as a background, (laughs) I saw, so a friend of mine sent me this video of, like, basically black men dancing to Indian songs, and, and one of these videos included this song, well, this, men basically dancing to Arabic songs, I guess, and it included this song called Bum Bum by uh, Muhammad Ramadan. And what a song. What a... Oh, it's just a piece of art. It is so great. I just want to... I just want to begin (laughs) by reading the lyrics. Oh, the translation. (laughs) Of the lyrics. Because truly, (laughs) I feel like... Okay, so apparently the song is about I think the first time somebody's getting drunk, right? Yeah. And I think this is exactly how my brother <laughs> would describe getting drunk. <laughs> so I love it. <laughs> um, so it starts with, my bro just called me, said, let's go. We're going out. He passed me a drink. I said, dude, no, <laughs> I do not drink. I ordered I love some juice. Translation. Because I'm looking at the lyrics in Arabic right now. Okay. I'm looking at the, and the translation is completely different. It's just like the idea is present. And I really like that. Like you can like study the translation of these lyrics because it completely like, it's not a word for word translation, uh-huh. but like the attitude is fucked. The <laughs> attitude. <laughs> hey guys, I can't find my phone. Hey guys, could you bring it? I hear its tone. Hey guys, the Ninja Turtles just called me up. The Ninja Turtles, the transition between that lyric, which completely came out of the blue, and then four guys next to him dressed as Ninja Turtles, <laughs> is better than all of Mulan, I think. It's better than the entire Western canon. Uh, <laughs> hey guys, I think I just got hammered. Sober me up. <laughs> then he goes on a whole bit about a lighter. Yeah, it comes out of nowhere. It's so good. Oh, it's so, so good. Wait. (laughs) I don't know if I should go on, but it's so good. I can't feel my head. My face is red. I'm dripping sweat, so I'm going to head and roll roll my sleeves. My legs are shaking, shaking. My body is aching, aching. Suddenly, my heart began beating. 
and then it goes into the the chorus that we all know and love which is just bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> was there just was just there minding my business hey guys i just saw a couple of those aliens my lids my lids are low not feeling woke <laughs> my head full of smoke like world war going <laughs> Wait, so what I love about the video, though, is the homoeroticism. Oh, yeah. It's completely, like, I was not up, like, I was like, ugh, this is just, like, like every single Arabic music video where they just, like, harass girls, and that's <laughs> it. But then he, like, kind of almost makes that with a guy, and yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of into it now. <laughs> it's so surprising. It's, uh, it's so good. It's so good. Because... It's very, it's very funny. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. And it's also like, it's so real, especially I feel like for, I don't know, for people getting drunk the first time, especially if you're from a culture that doesn't drink. It's so real. It's adorable. I love it. I love that it's honest. <laughs> because I feel like that's how my brother describes I just caught- it for the first time too. <laughs> Where it, like, doesn't make sense, because nobody's that drunk ever. Like, it's stupid how much you're exaggerating, but you want to seem cool, so you're like, yo. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So bum, 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 <laughs> Well, let's contrast the beauty of this music video with the other disappointment in our lives, which is fucking Mulan. I'm so disappointed. Did you watch it? No, my cousin paid to watch it on Disney Plus, and me I and my other co- yeah, and me and my other cousin were like, "I'm not paying to watch it. I'm not paying for Disney Plus, and then also paying thirty five dollars <laughs> for this movie, uh, yeah, for a movie that I know is gonna be bad." So I would like our listeners to know <laughs> that I didn't see Beauty and the Beast when it was live action, and I didn't see Lion King when it was. Action. I was telling Ashani, it's because I don't want to feel like I'm reliving Groundhog like day every 20 years where I just get a re-release of a movie I saw when I was a child. I know. Oh my god. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. First of all, and also stories to begin with, right? Because they're supposed to be like yeah, they actually are and not just like beautiful versions of, of whatever they are. He sanitized them essentially. And then he's doing it again. <laughs> he's dead and he's still fucking it up. You know, it's so messed up. Um, but yeah, this Mulan, I, I like, so I watched it yesterday and um, it's, it's got none of the things that you liked about the original. There's no Mushu, there's no Grandma, there's no Cricket. All of, it's just like a really anxious woman basically coping <laughs> with being in the army which like no one needs <laughs> what? what which what? no one needs oh my god not at all not like no one needs an anxious like i don't need to see that <laughs> <laughs> it's my life i don't need any more of that <laughs> but like so later on um like maha who I was watching the, the movie with she uh, she tagged me on this post about the movie, and it was just like, oh, but it's like a grown-up version of the movie. They didn't want to make it all cartoonish and all this. Like, that's not but who wants that worked though, you know? But yeah, but who exactly who wants that? No one wants like a grown-up movie 
version of Mulan. If you yeah. want a grown-up version of Mulan, you don't ask fucking Disney to make it. You make yeah. it with another production company. Oh my god, a hundred percent. And also, like the movie itself is like it's now it's just a bad kung fu movie. You know, it like, was like Shani. Did you ever see? Did you ever see that Asian movie with Dame, uh, Matt Damon? I saw it with my brother. I remember I saw it like it was three, four years ago. It was uh-huh. like. Everyone was Asian except Matt Damon. And then, like, of course, Matt Damon has, like, a girlfriend or whatever who's... I, I honestly can't remember its title. Um, my brother really wanted to see it, and I thought it would be a good time. And then it was just, like, again, like a white savior movie where, of course, it all ends up being about Matt Damon because as soon as you have a white person in the movie, the movie becomes about them mm. in this, like, foreign culture. And I was thinking, when you were just speaking, I was thinking about how... Um, wait, God damn it! I lost my train of thought. What was Mahas send? You? What did Mahas send you? About how uh, this is like a grown-up version of more. Yeah, exactly. Like we have uh, this. It has nothing to do with it. But what you just said reminded me of what I wanted to say. <laughs> we have like this year, Parasite fucking won Best Oscar. Yeah. One like we have movies being made by the people from the culture they're coming from, winning the top awards in. Can and in the Oscars, and so I don't need a movie made by eighteen white people yeah. about Mulan to like be made. That yeah. we did that twenty years ago, and we didn't know better. And it was actually a good movie, so we're not really gonna complain. <laughs> but like in twenty twenty, when this was being made, did no one think like, hey, maybe we should go ask some like. Chinese historian who is actually Chinese to make this movie. Yeah. And even then, I feel like there was just like such a complete misunderstanding of what the what the movie is the, the original really was and what the story really is. Like it's just stripped of all its like magical elements, but like when it loses those elements, it loses its like imagination a bit too. So now it's it's too like it takes it too serious itself too seriously and it's too much about the glorification of this culture rather than actually saying something from within that culture right it's very much like an outside gaze into it and you're you're completely dazzled of course by how beautiful everything looks and how how you know even the action some of it is really good although i, I mean Jackie Chan exists. There's nothing better than that. <laughs> Jackie Chan exists. <laughs> like you don't need to see weird people. Just go watch a Jackie Chan movie. <laughs> like even I mean, even like awesome. do you remember that like um crouching tiger hidden dragon? Yeah. Like know. even though that's like a kung fu movie, it's done so much better, right? Even the um um the way that it's the, the the fight scenes are choreographed and everything here it's just like it's so obvious that you're being sold an ideology that it's like i'll just like you're like sucking disney's dick you know exactly exactly no i agree i agree completely it's, and i remember when when all of this stuff about the animated movies was going on mm-hmm. I, a lot of people were saying what you're doing right now is you're treating animated movies as if they aren't a work of art, just as yeah. much as real live action movies. Oh my but, God. And that's, that's so also true. upsetting. And that's also, yeah. Like 
the movie didn't need to be remade. It was already a perfect movie. Yeah. So that's it. Like, there's no need to remake it and, like, make it more valid by turning it into a quote-unquote live-action movie with real life. Like, it already was real. Like, I hate it, honestly. I... I didn't see Beauty and the Beast. I might have gotten around to watching it just because I like Emma Watson and I really, really like Beauty and the Beast. But Lion King, there was absolutely no fucking way I was, really, was going to watch that mm. because there was no point to it. Yeah. It wasn't even actors. It mm. was lions, which were CG. Like, what was the point? <laughs> well, also, I never saw Broadway. I never saw Lion King on Broadway. But when I was in Euro Disney there was like, we saw a few songs we performed and that was really beautiful. Like, even that was better than just like a CGI lion. If there's just, because it was, you know, people dressed up as the, the animals and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It just felt at least a little bit more, like a little different. It was like, em- give me something new. You were emoting the story rather yeah, than and you were- saying the dialogue to each other. Exactly. And you were just saying, just saying that it felt like with Mulan, it's like they were trying to sell you an ideology. And I was like, yeah, because you're, you're right. Because like the first, as with all animated movies, and that's the reason they're so delightful and so amazing and why children's media and literature is actually difficult and not easy. They have to like give you a message while making it entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with this Mulan, they were just like, oh, we're just, we don't have to make it entertaining or like fun and camp. Mm-hmm. We just have to like give them the message because they're adults. I don't want to watch it yeah. if it's not going to be funny. I don't want to watch it if it isn't like, I don't know. It was a disappointing time. I'm, pl- I'm glad you had boom, boom, boom to make it better. <laughs> oh my God. That just, I, I think it, it, that w- what I really like about that song is that it injected like a, a, a whole bunch of innocence into mm-hmm. that experience of first time going to a club and getting drunk. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, it was a little... Yeah, it's so funny. It's, like, childlike almost. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then also exploring, like, you know, sexuality and things like that. I don't know. It's... I think... I think that's what it is, even with Mulan. Oh, my God, look at us finding a theme. Connecting ideas. (laughs) Um, But also with Mulan, it... It completely misunderstands um and does not value what it is to struggle in um or rather it does not it does not um this is hard to say it does not value value that there is something to struggling other than just how terrible it feels like there, like when you're struggling, like in the in the movie, even though she's struggling, there are these comic elements that make the struggle. Which movie? Are you speaking about the movie you saw yesterday? Yeah. Well, no, yeah, the okay. Mulan, the original Mulan. You know, the, the original. Movies. Okay, the original. Okay. Yeah, like Mushu, and that make the movie. The cricket and the the uh, the, the the woman, the matchmaker, and like yeah. everything is funny, and like yeah. the three they're with. Yeah, and then. And it's just like, it gets to be um, like, there's something redeeming about the struggle other than the glory of it. Like the journey itself feels enjoyable and like fun, even though there's so much anxiety. Without that, it's just anxiety. 
you know it's just like oh this is just a terrible time (laughs) and you and the best you can hope for is glory at, at the end of it which is terrible you know you shouldn't that's not the point of I don't know that's not the point of growing up now more than ever I think I'm realizing how important it is to take care of yourself while you're doing whatever you're doing and not just like go hardcore into whatever you want to do and and forget that you have needs in the pursuit of that and so it's just it's it's just a stupid movie that does not understand anything really (laughs) it does it does feel like we're like reverting it feels like this movie doesn't feel like progress it feels like you know it it feels like uh, i told you when we spoke about it it felt like i don't want to live in a gone house yeah, that's what it was. That's what it felt. These movies feel like the most obvious cash grab, and that's disappointing to me. Yeah. It, because that's all they are. That's really all they are. Mm-hmm. This movie worked twenty years ago, and so we're gonna re-release it. Oh, thanks for thinking so little of me. I know, and yeah. oh my god, and it is so awful because it was such a great opportunity. If there was any live action that could have worked, it was Mulan. I was thinking it might be. I was thinking Mulan and maybe The Little Mermaid. I, I might see The Little Mermaid because mm-hmm. it's, campy, it's campy enough that I feel like you, have, you can't remove Ursula, which is, who is the life and soul of the movie, mm-hmm. because Ariel is a nobody. <laughs> She's nothing. <laughs> you need Ursula, and Ursula is comedy. And so mm-hmm. they can't remove that. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that might be a good one. That being said, I still don't even know if I would ever watch it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I, I don't, I don't know if Little Mermaid will work. Yeah. Again, it's like, it might be really pretty to look at, which is what Disney kind of loses itself into. Mm-hmm. It might not execute the story well enough. Even with this one, even with Mulan, Mulan, the character itself in the animated version, had a character. Like, she was not just somebody trying to do well. She had a sense of humor and she was funny. In this, in this um, live action one, all she is is this goal to fight for her father in the army. There's no other part of her that we realize. That's we so unfortunate. That. And so it's also cut so weirdly. Like there are parts of it that come in and out. It's it's so it's just done badly. I feel you like they probably worried it up. Yeah, they probably used it because they wanted to release it during the pandemic, not in mm-hmm. cinemas, and make those extra bucks. Yeah, it's just, yeah. You yeah. can tell that they they didn't. They just didn't do a good job, which is so sad because, like I I. I still want to see a live action version of this movie, but mm. a better one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's unfortunate that whatever live action version you see still won't have the budget that Disney has and still will be compared to whatever Disney made and still will be probably seen as lesser than because they don't have all the money in the world like Disney does. Yeah. And so we're still going to be like, oh, why, is it, why is it so blah, blah, blah? Why is it so? Blah? Well, it's because they made it with like, a hundred thousand dollars which is nothing for making a movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah also another interesting note of this one was okay so the character of li shang or like mulan's romantic Mm -hmm. interest isn't um isn't the general in the the live action version like it's a fellow soldier oh no that was when i was watching we was like oh my god even li shang isn't hot like what what is happening 
Um, but in the movie, I saw that take on Twitter where I live that Li Shang wasn't as hot as he was supposed to be. Yeah, not even close to it. First of all, Li Shang was a lot of people's like sexual awakening. Oh my god. They need to make sure they do that right. Oh my god, so hot. Like, if you're going to draw them so great, you have to deliver. That's another thing. When you draw people hot, you get to, like, <laughs> to imagine them. And, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. like, I love animation because, not because of hentai, but because... <laughs> <sighs> no, that's real, though. Like, honestly, mm. my sexual awakening was definitely during The Lion King when Nala gives him that look. Like, damn. That was we understood things from that one look. <laughs> like, I remember people, like, remember when it said SFX on the stars or whatever? Uh-huh. People were like, it spells sex. I'm like, don't even look at that. Look at that look. That taught me more about sex than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That look was everything. But, but yeah, I think that, yeah, I think it was like a Me Too edit where it was like, you can't fuck your you can't fuck your leader or your boss or your whatever. So I think that's why the the person mm-hmm. like Li Shang is like fellow soldier in this movie rather than the the general or whatever. Oh, they went they went a little Me Too on it. Yeah, it it's a thousand years old. Like <laughs> it's a tale. It's a thousand years old. Yeah, that's another weird thing. I guess I don't know. Whatever. I just also remembered that I did see one live action movie. I just remembered I saw the Jungle Book live action because it was on Netflix. I did like the Jungle Book live action though. That's the reason I'm kind of disappointed in myself saying that because I didn't hate it, and because they changed enough, yeah. or they changed like a few things that it felt good. Yeah, the Jungle Book worked somehow. I think. I think one of the why did the jungle book work? The wolves had a bigger part. Yeah, the wolves definitely had a bigger. The wolves part. had a big. They changed a few things. They changed a few things, um, and also he was just like a little little kid, and he was so cute. And so yeah. it was nice. Maybe also, that's why the also there were animals and there were kids and so I feel like yeah. it was CGI and it wasn't and so maybe it felt like yeah. something new it wasn't yeah. just animation and it yeah. wasn't just live action yeah exactly it was you had a emotional center to connect to whereas with the Lion King there there's nothing to connect yeah. to really because they don't have facial <laughs> facial features <laughs> that emote yeah yeah even the beauty and the Oh, I hated them. I, I knew that movie wasn't going to be good because, let's be real, Emma Watson can't Yeah, act. I still haven't seen her. Yeah, and she can't act. She's lovely. She's smart. She really can't. Ishani, have you seen, have you seen The Person Being a Wallflower? Yeah. She's, she's, she's awful. That, her accent is, what even is it? She... Hilarious, and look, we love hilarious accent. Of course, we love Emma Watson, right? She's smart. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. Hermione. She's beautiful. The girl can't act. But she was she was born. She literally was born to play the role Hermione because yeah. it's literally not even acting for her. She really is it that is nerd. Right. She really is that nerd smart. Like she is her. She was born to play it. She looks wonderful. She did it beautifully. Mm-hmm. And then now go do whatever you want to do in the UN, whatever stuff yeah. you keep promoting. 
that I had to unfollow your Instagram because it's so annoying. Like, I'm sorry, I support women, I do, but I just like, I can't see this stuff all the time. Um, and so, yeah, just do that from now on. Yeah, although she was better in, in Little Women. I haven't seen Little Women yet. I don't know why I'm saving it, but I haven't seen it yet. I do like that movie a lot. It is good. It feels like it's, I feel, it feels right up my alley. I feel like I'd love it. I don't know why. It's just. Yeah, I watched it. I'm not emotionally prepared for You did. Mm-hmm. What I did for New Year's, and then I loved it so much, I wanted to show another friend of mine. And so we went like a week after being like, okay, we have to watch, watch this movie. <laughs> it's so good. It's really nice. That's really fun. I wonder when movies are opening in Kuwait, when cinemas are opening in Kuwait. Mm. Oh, such a good, what a good afternoon treat it was to find that song. <laughs> I feel like I want to send you another song, but I don't know if there's a translation to it. But it's like also just as ridiculous. Like I feel like it might make you happy just to watch. Also, those dance moves were so fire. Like the one that I sent you, those mine doing the dance on it. Uh, how does he move his body like that? Like it's literally like moving like this. His entire body just going that way. Yeah. It was, right. It's a, it's a good time. I can't. I'm too stiff. <laughs> are there are there like specific Arab dance moves? I mean, if you're talking about the, the, the debka, the jumping that you sent me like more hours ago, was it yesterday or something for you? That's the debka, which is like Syrian, Jordanian, Palestinian, that part of the world. It's like all jumping and like a lot of legs moving. Um, for us in the Gulf, it's like much slower dancing. And there's something called, um, God damn it. Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it's like a lot of waving and moving slowly. And it's like, because we are very much ocean next to the Gulf, we are in the Gulf. Like all of our music is very like that are kind of reflect the sea. And so the dance moves kind of reflect that too. Um, yeah. Wow. Look at us. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you have Egypt, of course, with the belly dancing. Oh my God. That's amazing. I remember, wait, wait, I have, I remember I had this conversation with, I think it was Shiv. Shiv? Uh, yeah, yeah. When we were at Bryn Mawr and we attended um, the SAW events. I have not thought of SAW for a very long time. But uh, the South Asian women. It's love at Bryn Mawr. But Bryn Mawr, the group at Bryn Mawr. And there was a girl who was dancing and she was a white woman and she was very like thin, very petite, very blah, blah, blah. And she was dancing. And I remember Shiv turning to me and being like, does this remind you of like, you know, do you see belly dancing in Kuwait? And I was like, yeah, a lot of women in Kuwait love the belly dancing. I actually play belly dancing music at our weddings. But this doesn't, what she's doing does not remind me of belly dancing at all. She was like, and, and they were like, what, what do you mean? And I said, well, for us, like, I don't think of belly dancing, first of all, as a thing where you sit on a stage and you watch someone do it that's not belly dancing to me Mm. belly dancing is like you and your friends like going crazy to a song playing something and like feeling like a little bit dirty a little bit naughty like this is like (laughs) us like it's 
it's like a quote-unquote low art it's low culture mm-hmm. and so making it high culture and the white woman making it high culture it was like I was like yawn like this is not fun for me because it's not like that it's it's like something you do for fun and you and it's also like the best belly dancers are fat or curvy like it's not you, they're the best shani is shani they're the best no one is thin a belly dancer is not thin because you're supposed to be like it's kind of sex work ashani it's kind of you're supposed to show curves like yeah. no one like yeah it's like a stripper you don't no one really wants like a real thin stripper like that's not what people look for like literally oh, strippers talk about how they don't make money exactly like strippers talk about how they don't make money if they're thin and so that's what this is and so for me it's this yeah give me give me some no but i think that's so interesting so i've i've been to egypt once there i did i did see Mm -hmm. like women dancing for an audience so i didn't know Mm -hmm. that it's just like a it could it was kind of like a friendly thing as well it's so cool yeah 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 and like i remember like you have i've never been to egypt to be honest but um when people go to like weddings even like with like muslim weddings like even if you want to say conservative wedding they have the belly dancer that dances around and does like thing like it's not overtly sexual to the point where you're like no kids don't see like this is like blah 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 but it's also not venerated that i'm going to put her on a stage and all of us have to be quiet and clap when she's done like it's so not like that mm-hmm. yeah it's- I, I, I understand. Like, it's not, like, it's not quite as going to a strip club and watching somebody. But it's it, also not opera. It's also not opera. Yeah. Like, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not something like, it's, it's not this. You're, it's a way of connecting almost. Like, it's beyond, yeah. you, you can dance with the belly dance. Yeah, 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 yeah. It feels like, ah. Uh, it's so dumb to say it, but it feels like like a customer service job. Do you know what I mean? Like you're kind of like you're a waitress or whatever. Like yeah. you're trying to like get the people talking, help the conversation flow. Like, you know, it's someone who's like, if someone is passing around drinks and you were like just picking it up off of the tray, you don't even look at the woman who's, you know, sometimes you don't even look at the person who's giving that drink mm-hmm. to you. You just like pick it up, thank you, and you keep talking. Like that's what a belly dancer is to me in my mind. Like she's like dancing between tables, doing all the stuff. Like it's like a conversation lubricant more than a main feature. Oh, that's so interesting. That's a good way to put it. Because I, 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 I do understand that from my experience in, in mm. Egypt. Like it's that's so interesting. Yeah. Do you think then that it's like a feature of the West, this kind of? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that concept is not understood. Maybe, maybe again. My, my understanding is like it's not an understandable concept for westerners that like this is not a main event also it's not a high art mm-hmm. it's you don't have daughters of presidents or daughters of university professors aiming to be belly dancers and so you putting it on a pedestal mm-hmm. is not even how it's meant to be it is a low art it is low culture and so don't treat it as if it's something it's not because then it's like i don't know you're putting so much pressure on something like Egyptians are okay with belly dancers or belly dancing being a quote-unquote low art yeah I was I don't remember cut off but I was saying like 
Egyptians are okay with belly dancing not being like the high art of ballet. It's never going to be ballet. And so why are you trying to turn it into ballet? Like it's not going to be that. It's okay with being a low art. It's, it's a beautiful part of their heritage and it's something that goes on for many, many, many years, has gone on before and will keep going on after, you know, Western influence and Westerners know about it. So like, I mean, it's spread to the, our countries, it's spread probably, I don't know. Do you think maybe Indians know about belly dancing? from like years ago or is this a new idea concept to India like Kuwait had belly dancers like it's been known from the 40s mm-hmm. 50s things like that like they know about it so like it's something Egypt was known for well yeah in India belly dancing isn't like a new concept for sure I think that's is it an Indian concept or is it an Egyptian concept I'm not I don't know but like you know there's been a lot of contact between exactly from the arabs and the african northern africans and stuff like that but here's here's my stipulation you're you're looking at at belly dancing as an art form right but what if it's not so much about um the movement itself but just the embodiment of female sexuality Do you know what I mean? Like, I think in the world, there's there's a a distance that that men or not or or that people um, I guess engage in when when they're in the presence of like female sexuality, be it in a strip club, right? Because it's suspected. You're not supposed to. You're not. You're not. You're not supposed to. Oh my. You're not supposed to like touch so much, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, even in ballet, I think there is, it's a very warped and like, not warped, but like it's a very structured, <laughs> a very structured, what's the word? Embodiment of female sexuality, but it, it is that nonetheless. Mm. Um, So it's kind of weird. So I think maybe the difference is that in Arab cultures, even female sexuality is is not in itself something to be experienced or you know or watched, but it is something to engage in, mm. um, or something that is a dialogue more so. And maybe this is me being complacent with my own culture, but I like that about us. I like that our, for, in Kuwait, for example, weddings are segregated, so girls wear whatever they want, dress however they want, show how much cleavage they want, and it's fine because you can dance and go crazy and there's no men to look at you. I like that. I think more things should be segregated. I like that our schooling is segregated, stuff like that. And I think maybe the reason I'm upset or I don't like the way that belly dancing, for example, let's use that example, is shown in the, in the East is because it becomes, like you've said, now it's a spectator sport. Mm. And for me, it's never a spectator sport. It's always a communal experience. Exactly. Oh my God, exactly. That's what it is, is that even female sexuality is a communal experience where it works. Oh, that's so interesting. Because then that, oh. 
because it's also it tells you something about the the dialectic between or just the rhythm of the dialectic and mm-hmm. different in like asian cultures and the west mm-hmm. as well, right because i feel like mm-hmm. I can yeah yeah and i think that's why there's so much there's so much more um demagoguery here is there though i don't know there's more of that uh, is there great word right i'm so proud of myself for coming up yeah i was like she dropped that i'm gonna have to like google that later (laughs) um but it's more like oh you listen to something right there's all there's a that is that i don't think it's something that's unique to the west but it's definitely um maybe more pronounced especially within sexual relations Mm-mm. right no i agree i think in india i would say that that's that there's that similar tendencies when it comes to religion mm-hmm. um where you know i think we as a people are very devotional very like we want to listen to some sort of religious, some sort of spiritual leader or something. Mm-hmm. We're looking for direction always. Um, but, and honestly, I don't understand what Indian sexuality is even a little bit, so I don't even want to go there. But but that, I think, is, is some that says something, like, like, that within the realm of sexuality that that you're kind of expected to perform in uh, Western cultures, but in in like Arab mm-hmm. like belly dancing, it's not a performance, but in uh, an engagement in a dialogue. Mm-hmm. I think is healthier, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And I don't know if you're going to agree with this or not. And again, you, you please correct me. Sexuality also doesn't. And you might have said that because it cut a little bit off. Sexuality also in India, in within Hinduism or uh, the religions in India, feels like a little bit also less performative and less taboo, of course. Because, I don't know, in my opinion, I don't know. Is, do you think sexuality is less taboo in India than it is in the West? or performing sex, or engaging with sex. Maybe not now that you've been influenced by the British Puritanism, but beforehand. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's the India today is very different from what its religion is. Maybe, whoa, I am, who am I? Where are these words coming from? You really, we really did need to record today because that, yeah. you are at your peak right now. <laughs> I need to start writing my thesis. <laughs> but uh, like the yeah, like the the religions and what it espouses is very different from what is in practice today. And I think we've inherited a lot of the traumas of the West, um, like uh, like the whole Indian Muslim. Like, reminds me a lot of like what the British went through with Puritanism. Was it Puritanism? No. What is it? What is Victorianism? It? Victorianism? No. Um, the ca- when when Elizabeth Protestant- Protestantism. 
Protestant? Yeah, Protestantism. Protestant. Mm. That P word religion. That's not Catholicism or Anglicanism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what she said. <laughs> Catholicism. I respect religions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Christianity. It's just a different version of it. Different flavors of Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> Basically white. Um, <laughs> a different shade of white, I guess. Um, Beige. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but so you know, like that trauma is very similar. Like the 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 vicious animosity between the two of those culture, those two, I guess, branches of Christianity and and the Hindu Muslim thing is very similar to me. And again, planted by planted by the British, done on, on purpose. Um, but also, I think what's interesting with that is, so I think currently as it stands, India's sex, sexual relations are very fucked up. Like, uh, there is no sex education, and it's crazy that in a culture, like, there's just, like, a huge confusion between between what religion is and what it is supposed to be or how it was, how it had evolved mm-hmm. originally. And... Now, so now it's just this like fascist version of Hinduism, which I don't think we realize is more of the 20th century rather than of Hinduism. Um, and we just haven't progressed from there. So it's hard for me to say that, oh no, Hinduism is definitely more comfortable with sex because Hindus themselves aren't right now. Um, but if the culture progresses, maybe it might be. Definitely. It's all about culture. That's what, I mean, fuck, like Islam doesn't tell you to kill people, but like, hey, someone's angry and decides that they're, that's their interpretation. Now we've got like fascist Islam, <laughs> fundamentalist Islam. Yeah, and I think we really don't, well, this thing, it was off the time. It was off the 20th century for sure. Not of these ideologies necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's just that that time period um, left the interpretation of, or, or the ideology mingled with that to have this fascist interpretation, which I think now we have to figure out how does how do we move forward from there. Mm-hmm. So this started with <laughs> bum bum. Final <laughs> answers. A decisive. <laughs> away from it I guess but yeah I'm always so interested in like how different eastern lists are and why they are so yes it's yes yeah it's so interesting because they want to be like us and we've been socialized to want to be like them and it's this like give and take where no one will ever be happy because they can't be us and we can't be them yeah, no. It's like I, I see it now with uh, plastic surgery. Like this is my new obsession is plastic yeah. surgery and how much British people love tanning and like fake tans. Yeah. And it like looks so horrible. And I'm just like, brah, you're pasty and white. Stop it. You colonized India. You will not be Indian. You colonized it. You cannot be it. <laughs> oh. It just feels like a joke. And it's so weird, right? Because we 
we have such a a complex about our skin color being not light enough. Whiteness and I want my frizzy curly hair to be calmed down. I want my this, this, this to calm down. I need to like everyone, everyone dyes their hair blonde or at least puts highlights in their hair. Like it's just, I, yeah. And I remember when my grandmother, my grandmother is in her eighties now. And so she's been around for a really long time. And when my cousin, one of my cousins, like I have kind of dark brown say, like we had very different beauty standards beforehand. My Irish black hair, she was like, she likes my cousin's hair because it's so long and black. And for us, we're like, no, I want it to be lighter. And like, look at my eyes. My eyes are actually honey colored. They're not really brown, guys. Um, and all of that stuff that you like use to like, like, I'm a little bit light. I'm a little bit white. You guys actually have freckles. Sometimes I get freckles. Like, it's okay. But like, sometimes in the sun, I get freckles. Like, you're sunburned, bitch. Like, it's not freckles. <laughs> Wait, no, but here's the thing, though. So, do, do you know people like that? Because I knew a fuck ton of people who are like that. No, but here's the thing. People with light eyes, right? It's a mutation, correct? So it's obviously always recessive. Yeah, especially blue eyes. Blue eyes are like, yeah, yeah. So that means that's just a whole bunch of inbreeding for for the amount of for the amount of like blue eyes there are in the white population that means a whole bunch of people fucked each other like a whole bunch of families basically fucked each other into having blue yeah eyes. which we know about them yeah <laughs> they're the reason incest porn is thriving that's a really? for is it wild it's so wild oh. it's so upsetting it's everywhere I say it's everywhere. I can't go anywhere. As if yes. I, let's. <laughs> as do, if I do go. you want to talk about this? <laughs> My brother's gonna listen to this. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, we've never seen naked people in our lives. Um, what happens? <laughs> we are good virgins. <laughs> no. It. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Um, no, but yeah, blue eyes are a recessive gene and like they are supposed to like, you're not supposed to have a lot of them around and like they're dying out and people are like, oh, my blue eyes are dying out. Yeah, because you're you're finally marrying someone that's not from your house. Wait, but then Arabs, Arabs have a lot of, um, like marriage within families, right? Like first cousins. Not Arabs, just like We yeah, we can marry our first cousins. It's not encouraged, though. Like, even in Islam, it's supposed, you're supposed to, like, uh, I think, like, something the Prophet says is, like, marry as far as you can because you're supposed to, like, just to bring some change in the gene pool. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was just a common practice back then. Like, now it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. But, like, I think people just fucked each other. Like, yeah, anonymity was number one factor in who you fucked. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like, you wanted to know the person you were marrying. Dude. And like, I don't. Yes, Ashani. And I don't know the villager who has one camel, but I know my cousin, and he's got two camels. And I know he treats those camels right. And so we're gonna get married. <laughs> Oh my god. And he's gonna treat me and my kids just as well as he treats the scammels. <laughs> no. 
this is me perpetuating new stereotypes about Arabs. This is what I'm doing on this podcast. Oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Basically, we're all just fucked. And basically, yeah. whoever's closest. Okay. Oh, Shani, I just remembered they released an Aladdin in animated form too. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw that one. I did see that one. Literally, when you said Arabs and I was talking about characters, I was like, oh, wait, Jasmine existed. They are so forgettable that I don't even remember seeing them. I did see the Aladdin one. I did see it. But they're so forgettable. I feel so bad because I feel like Wilson... Although I like the song Speechless. I didn't even like that. I just feel like I feel bad about that movie because that movie was clearly let down by how terrible the script was and how badly it was executed. But Will Smith tried so fucking yeah. hard. I wanted that movie to work just for him. He, he carried that movie. He did try so hard. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that about him. Yeah. I was also more interested in his love story with the SNL woman. Oh my God. The entire 100%. Movie. I did not care about Aladdin. Uh I think in general, like, these movies are better off for their side characters than the leads. I think so. I think so. Yeah. You get, because you're shown just enough to whet your appetite and want to know more, but they don't show you more. Because as soon as they show you more, it's getting boring. So yeah. they show you just enough. <laughs> so that's why Mulan fucked up so bad, because it literally, it had the best, it had the best side characters, and it literally took them all. Mushu, Mushu is everything. Mushu is everything. He is oh, so good. Eddie Murphy just killed yeah. so hard. And the thing is, Eddie Murphy's still alive. And Eddie exists. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I was going to say, Eddie Murphy still exists. Like, he could have reprised that role, but they went into this, like, I don't know, serious movie direction. Yeah. It sucked. I was also mad because, like, the director is a, a woman, and I was just, like, so upset by the fact that she, she was. Yeah, she let all women head down. <laughs> Let's put that on her. <laughs> yeah. What's her name? This this un, unnameable woman, Mulan 2020 director. Tomorrow? Yeah, you're right. You're right, Nikki Carr. She's from New Zealand. Yes. New Zealand. What the fuck was that accent? I don't know that was that <laughs> <laughs> <Yourself>. <laughs> We don't know what accents are. <laughs> I love the New Zealand accent. That's so funny. I, I just love how Lord speaks, essentially, more than anything. We are fans of Lord. <laughs> we do love it. But also, okay, here's another thing I want to bring up is oh. I've been watching a lot of, like, Taylor Swift vlogs. Oh, yeah? And I do want to say sorry to Taylor Swift because I think Folklore is a good album. We harsh. <laughs> Farah is not saying anything, clearly. <laughs> she does not feel the same. No, no, the, the- no, the internet stopped. The internet stopped. And so I'm even wondering if it recorded what you said. You have to, you have to start your apology again because I couldn't hear any of it. Oh, no. Oh, I, yeah. ju- I just said um, that I, I have to say sorry to Taylor Swift because mm-hmm. folklore is a good, it's a good 
album. It is. Folklore is a good album. And although the songs do sound similar, they're different enough. I really liked your Shani's <laughs> laughing, you guys. I don't even know if she's serious, but I'm serious. <laughs> and I'm sincere. And she's being uh, mean to Miss Miss Swift. Um, yeah, put this on me. It took you two weeks to come around. Cardigan. Dear listeners, I'm speaking. You are being. Cardigan was good. <laughs> <laughs> you called me. <laughs> you said I was. <laughs> I was trying to fit in with the crowd. <laughs> Which is something Taylor Swift always tells us not to do. Not fit in with the crowd. Which I listen to all the time. And you don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, Cardigan is good. My tears were cachet. I was listening to that. It wasn't that bad. Um, Mirrorball. Like, it's just, I've been listening to it, like, over and over and, like, examining it. I think we just, I don't know. I always, like, I don't know. I try to be contrary. And then I decided that I was being... And then Ashani jumped on my bandwagon, even though I decided that first. Excuse me. It's like you don't know what, you, what I just said about you. No, I don't. I'm really glad that I cut the recording. I <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> is just me, myself, and I. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, following what Farah does. The sheep on that wagon. Let's talk about Chicken Georgia O'Keeffe's uh, Shani. How about that? <laughs> reference. I don't know how to talk about it. Uh, no, let's never speak about that again. <laughs> uh, very funny. It was basically a video of somebody preparing chickens, and there were just like a lot of slits <laughs> that that person was making. The worst. Inserting the world. With, like a tiny jalapeno pepper that was stuffed. And they knew what they were doing. Yeah. And like stuffed, but like not stuffed like as a whole, like it was cut in half. So it looked like another vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I just had to point that out to Farah. Just <laughs> traumatize me. Just traumatize me. Like as soon as she sent it to me, I literally start sending her like, no, Shani, <laughs> stop talking. Whatever you're going to write, don't write it. Like, I don't want to know your thoughts on this. And she just <laughs> went through with what she had to say. Soldiered on. And I had to let her know that she is the receptacle <laughs> of all my comic musings. Of her amusing anecdotes. <gasps> Julie, I, I felt so powerful after I wrote that sentence. I can't tell you. <laughs> it was kind of a baller line. Right? <laughs> not end there <laughs> okay Shani uh, let's talk about the chicken vaginas that you want to fuck later and then uh, we're gonna oh my god <laughs> <laughs> no no I'm gonna cut all, I'm gonna cut this part out but um, uh, what, how do you want to end this like we don't have to end end it we can uh don't give away. I don't know. Well, okay. It'll make your life harder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We should end it with saying sorry to Taylor Swift. I agree. We we do say sorry, Miss Taylor Swift. It was our bad. We were not emotionally ready. Yeah, I know. Really, gift that is folklore. We were not. We were really not. We had it to truly. We had to. We had to process 
smile first because we wanted we were too deep in our grief. We had to see what shitty music was with smile and then go back to folklore and be like, I appreciate this more. <laughs> no, I'm saying smile. Ishani, watch me. Ishani, watch me in one month apologize again for saying smile is shitty because I was like, I listen to it again. It actually is really good. It really is a good album, by the way. No, I'm saying we wanted, we, we were deep in our trauma and our grief because of the fucking pandemic it always i'm always literally feeling like that article that you sent me which is like wasted youth <laughs> mm-hmm. um and i needed like some joy and like like a, a poppy album and i got that with Katy perry and now that i have that i can listen to folklore and be like okay yeah this is good you know you gotta I have that's yes. <laughs> that's a really beautifully put analysis actually of what really happened <laughs> because we listened to Smile and I listened to some of the songs there and I was like, I feel cleansed. I feel ready to go back to kind of. Okay. I think we can end it here. Yeah. Giving credit where credit is due. Yep. yep. Bro. <laughs> <laughs>